Hey, DC and RMD listeners, all this year, we will be featuring a product of the week. So be sure to look within the description of each and every podcast this TV season and click through those links. Whenever you purchase an item through our links, each purchase helps our network grow and we're able to keep the lights on within the studio. Would you care to step outside? We did it today. Superman. Sorry, I'm being raised. You are the lasso of Hastia compels me to reveal the truth. I'm Batman. Meow. Lighting with my hands. Warning, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sh- sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Titans are back, What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of DC on RMD Titans Edition on Rain Man Digital. I'm your host today, Steven, and today I've got David. What up? And Michael. Hey. If you're listening to us from your desktop, you can also find us on demand. Just check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Search us, DC on RMD. And once you find us, go ahead, leave us a review, give us some stars, something like that. It'll really help us out. Um, Before we jump into today's episode, we want to read a little bit of news that, that Michael uncovered today. Yeah. Um, CBR.com, as always giving us the comic book news yesterday dropped a, an article out of the blue um, Titans DC universe repeats history launches poll for Jason Todd's life, <laughs> taking it back um, to, to the eighties. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, like it's exciting and it's cool and it's smart marketing. Cause any, anytime a, a TV studio can get interactive with the, with the fans, with the viewers, that's a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if this ends up being a real thing, I'm so torn because, yeah, I want him to become Red Hood, but I fucking love him so much right now as Robin. I don't know if I'm ready yet. It, it might be a bit too soon, but I like this because just as a comic book historian, I love the fact that they call back to that milestone. Yeah. Because in mm-hmm. all honesty, that is even with like the history of Marvel and everybody else, this is a comic book moment in in their in comic book industry history yeah yeah because like n- before then there was never a, a point when they would let the fans decide the fate of a character no and and you know they always would have letters come in and they would respond to those letters yeah. and subsequent issues that went on for decades and, and and whatnot um this was fans deciding what was going to what happen going next. to happen and i I, I've been lucky enough to actually talk to a lot of the creators, especially part of the editorial team at that time at DC. And it was really fascinating because they really honestly thought the fans would never vote the way they did <laughs> because at that time they were like thinking it's a comic book. You don't do that. No one would ever think of voting that way, but People are bloodthirsty animals. People, they found out <laughs> there was true. like a a friend of mine um, who's a very uh, who was in that group at the time. Brian Augustine, he he told me that basically at the time the, when they were talking about editorial, are you sure we should do this? And they were like, like, yeah, let's do it. I mean, it gets the fans really excited. It got them hyped about, mm-hmm. hey, we have a chance to control the comic at, in that sense. Yeah. And then when they got the results back, they're like going. 
they really hate this character. Like at that time, everyone hated Jason Todd. What's what's incredible about it to me too is it it like it predates the internet. So this is like pre-social media yeah. polling, you know, and, or something. The amazing part because I I actually taught uh, when I saw the article that uh, you guys are talking about. I asked again a couple of my friends about like why do you think that this is like a big thing now? And they basically said, now it's reversed. Mm-hmm. People will vote for him to die because they want him to become the red hood. Yeah. That's how great that character is yeah. now is because like the red hood is such an iconic character. If he doesn't die, you don't get red hood. Yeah. Well, the polls also, it's fine. But at the same time, it's like, we already know that's the destiny of his character. That's the destiny yeah. of the character. That's, that's his fate. So it's kind of a gimmick, but I, but it also it's a gimmick yes but it's fun because for a lot of reasons obviously the getting the, getting the fans involved but it also shows the attention to detail that's being put into the show yeah that the showrunners and uh, the showrunner and the writers are willing to do a callback like that just mm-hmm. it, it adds a, a a bit of authentic authentic authenticity, authenticity. there we go authenticity <laughs> to their show yeah. That they know what they're doing and they get what the fans want and they understand the origins of, of this character. So agreed. Um, however, when, when CBR posted this article up yesterday, um, apparently at, at the time they dropped it, you know, they put a link to the DC, you know, when Mike told me, I thought it was just a bullshit poll. <laughs> like yeah, this can't be real. And then I'm sure shit you go over and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's real. It's real. Um, and so the options that they provided to the fans were Jason lives, Jason dies. Very simple. Um, and at the time of day, um, you, fans were able to vote once per day to see what would happen. Yep. And as of the writing of this article, 12,000 votes had been cast. Huh. Yep. Um, and Jason dies. <laughs> Surprisingly. Was ahead only by a few hundred votes, though. So I think a lot of people were were falling into uh, Mike's camp there, where they wanted to get See more, more of Jason. More of him, yeah, yeah. And and that one I understand. I think. That, oh, totally. I think that honestly, <laughs> at the end of this poll, I wouldn't. I wasn't going to be surprised that everyone says we're going to vote him to die, because you know that's how history is. But to to Mike's point, yeah, we haven't gotten a. a, a I feel enough of Jason, especially this actor has blown it out of the water he has and and now here's the kicker so you go over to the dcu's website and it says you know it leads in tells you what the poll is about it says take the poll below to let your voice be heard this isn't the first time that jason's fate was left to the whims of others will history repeat itself or will he live to mouth off another day now what's funny is that whole intro paragraph now looking at it today has been completely scratched off. It's and and further down the page, which there's not a lot of content on the page. It says polling has now closed. Did you get your vote in on time? Check out the latest episode of DC Universe's Titans to see if your speculation or your speculating was correct. Did Jason survive his fall? Yeah. So let's uh, let's dig into this a little bit and find out. So today we're going to be breaking down and discussing season two, episode six, Connor. Connor Kent and Crypto escape from Cadmus Labs. His search for the truth about his past leads him to Lionel Luther 
and genetic scientist Dr. Eve Watson, directed by Alex Kalimnios and written by Richard Hatem. Um, so Mike and I talked before the show. Overall, I, I really enjoyed the episode. Mike really enjoyed it. David, you you enjoyed I it. I enjoyed the hell out of this episode. What struck me as odd, we just came off of a really great episode. Um, fantastic, as we said in the last show. The pacing of the season has been um, kind of all over the place at first. We felt like we maybe got back into a groove. Um, but in this episode, we got completely away from from the core of our team again. And not just away from the core of the team, they were absent for 95 plus percent of the entire, maybe 98% of the entire yeah, episode. I'd go 98%. Yeah. I'd go 98. Yeah. So they, the, the title of the show is Titans, not Connor and Titans. It's Titans. So yes. that really, uh, bugged me. Um, because you know, earlier, a couple episodes back, we were talking, there's been this constant tug and push back and forth where it just, it, it just feels weird. That being said, the pacing of the episode in itself was really good. It was really good. And it felt right. And and I said to Mike, if this was a self-contained one-shot, which if you're listening, DCU uh, producers, do some one-shots. Just do some one 60 to 90 minute episodes of they write them like they wrote this then do it it's gold it's gold yeah um and so as an episode though it was really good it was really tight but it just felt out of place because of where we just came from for me yeah um i yeah i'm torn about it because i didn't think (laughs) about it that way until you mentioned that mentioned that before the show today and it's a lot like what they did last year with doom patrol where they did kind of like almost like a no, they did do a backdoor, backdoor pilot. pilot. Mm-hmm. Now it depends on how we go about the whole Superboy thing. At first, it didn't bother me because I was like, "Eh, it's like another backdoor pilot." It, it essentially is for a Superboy show, or you can look at it as an introduction to a new member of the, the Titans mm-hmm. that's going to be here. But Steve, as you mentioned, this season although i would say it's 80 is an 80 so far overall and 80 percent on my scale okay um last season at this point we were at like 97 mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. because the the pay, the narrative was so right there the, in the, the, the myth arc was the myth arc was tight was and we knew where the story was going so when they took that doom patrol break it was okay yeah whereas with this it, it feels a little disruptive because the show has had so many ups and downs. And after, as you mentioned, Steve, after last week's episode, Deathstroke, we felt like we were we were where we needed to be. And then mm-hmm. when this episode comes in, it just kind of breaks down the momentum. However, in retrospect, Steve, if this isn't a backdoor pilot and this happens to be the actual introduction to a new official Titans member, then I think retrospectively we can all look back and say well this is a fucking great introduction to a, a new member of yeah. the crew into a main member because connor is a main member of the titans and like i agree with you guys I, it felt kind of weird that we just got that cliffhanger episode that really good episode before this and then we jumped to connor 
it bothered me at first till we got to the very end. Of course. Well, dude. Till, the, when, till we got to the very end. When Robin, then it made sense to me. That when like, Robin I, just looked at him and said, okay. who the fuck are you? I was like, oh, fuck, I love this show. <laughs> I love this show, yeah. Dude, I and just got, Jason. I got such nerd chills because you had the Superman music, which I thought was, what a great, <laughs> I mean, the Superboy music they scored. I mean, was mm-hmm. great. It and had it all the had all the Superman vibes. So when he like caught him and he had the Superman, you know, logo or uh, crest there, and they pull out, and Robin just looks at him, "Who the fuck are you?" you? <laughs> and he's all, "I really don't super know." And I'm like, "Wait, yeah. wait is that what he said? I don't really super know." I right don't now. really super know. I was like, and "That's it, fucking good." It was it was awesome because it's very reminiscent of the 1980s scene. Sh- of yeah. Superman, where he goes and saves Lois Lane as she's falling from the mm-hmm. building. Yeah, it's and fun. she screams, "Who, who, who's got you?" And then he goes flying off. I like, I like that introduction, and it, it for me, this me, uh, it automatically meant Jason and Connor are going to be together. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's, a, the that's a good team up, that's right a, there, that's man. That's a team up, and and it made me smile not just as like watching this as a critic, but also as a fan because that's how it should be. Yeah, Connor. Connor needs to team up with one of the Bat family. Normally, it would have been like in in the comics, it would have been Tim, mm-hmm. because Tim is his best friend in the comics. But we don't have Tim. Yeah, we got Jason. We got Jason. So Jason and Connor together, I think, is a fantastic pairing. Yeah, I loved. I I just like got giddy when he went when just like what you said mike when jason looks at him and says who the fuck are you i somewhat <laughs> expected but i'm glad that it didn't happen i expected him to somewhat fly or at least kind of land down from like his big hulk jump if you will because that's kind of like you know what the hulk does big yeah, jump yeah but he's he doesn't know his powers he yet. he's still learning yet. them we're all and, such su- super nerds because when he saw uh when we, when I finally figured out what was going to happen, like, oh, he's going to rescue uh, Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Yeah. I, dude, I said out loud, I hope you fucking fly right now. And I, I feel like <laughs> such a child because I got all giddy. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. It, may, it brought me back. And I hate nostalgia. I do. <laughs> I'm not a nostalgia fan. I feel like it's a, the blight of, of TV right now. But this is how you do it. This is how you properly Because the moment I thought that, I got the – every. All the reasons why I love Superman, all those reasons came flooding back. I was like, this is why it's that feeling. He's about to do it. He's going to fly. Yeah. He's going to save the day. And for them to be able to capture the Superman essence in what? 52 minutes. That's a fucking accomplishment Mm -hmm. there. Absolutely. And the beautiful thing about it is they capture the Superman essence as well as the, the the essence of that character, Connor. Right. Because if you know Connor Kent, this is what his core myth arc is. He's trying to be something he's not, which is Superman. Mm-hmm. He's always chasing that shadow, which is different from the Bat family. And what made the chemistry between him and the Bat family so great was he's always wanting to be chasing Superman's shadow. Yeah. He doesn't mind it. He's not trying well, to get out of he's it. He's not trying to get out of it. Yeah. The other one, the, uh, on the other side, they want to get out of Bruce's shadow. They, they, they need to separate themselves. Mm-hmm. Connor is constantly trying to become one of the family. And that, that to me is like the core essence of his character. And in this episode, you get that, but there's a but there's a danger in that by introducing the character because w- will we ever get a Clark 
we That's certainly what I was, like, won't get a Superman. So will we ever get a Clark so we that he can? It, will it just be constantly him chasing? Uh, we did get a Bruce, so we could get a Clark. I cannot uh, envision a Superman showing up, unfortunately. Um, but at least, and I said this, Mike, at least we got the proper S yes. that we haven't seen in so long. Yeah. And I love the S. I love how he got his, his shirt. Oh, that that um, was awesome. It was, it was charming. Yeah. You know, it was very charming. Um, but I, I don't know, just introducing two more people, you know, we just, we've been seeing that over in the CW for a while. Well, here's the difference though. Like to me, Introducing Connor and like I, I compared it to the introduction of Aqualad, which we all agree was just fumbled because he essentially got fridged. He yeah. got, he, he's a character that basically was just used to propel the other characters. And that was it. There was yeah, nothing a plot device, that. a plot device. Yeah. The difference between that and Connor is Connor is going to be one of the team, especially since the way you introduce him, you spent, 98% of the episode on him and crypto. They are going to be part of the team. Now, do you okay. think he's going to get nerfed though? Is he going to be so yes. wildly overpowered? I think, I, I think that's, I think that's the brilliance of this episode, Steve, because that's the first, that's the first thing I think about whenever you're dealing with Superman. Well, how are you going to make this interesting? Because we all know that's the biggest dilemma for every Superman iteration. How do you make him interesting? Because this guy can literally do anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's introduce Kryptonite. Oh, fucking God. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. But what do you do? Well, you don't use Superman. You use Connor, who's obviously a very complicated character because yeah. he is both villain and superhero. I feel like this is a smart way to do it because he's afraid of his powers. Yeah. yeah. And when a hero is afraid of his powers, he's not going to be so brazen with it. Therefore, he is nerfed. But this is actually possibly a smart way to nerf him. But, Steve, going again, I'm trying to f- go back to your points. When you said, hey, here we are again with another new character, right? Two, two characters. Two new characters. <laughs> two new characters. Now, you're absolutely right. It's, it's too many. However, this goes back to what we discussed a couple shows ago. Who is the main villain? Is it Deathstroke? Is it Dr. Light? Well, we know it's not Dr. Light after last I'm episode. Right. So possibly are they introducing the official big bad of the season yeah. being Cadmus? Well, because if that's the case, Steve, then I think it'll be okay to introduce Superman because then everything will be tied together. Yeah, yes. and you'll need somebody to take that on. But yeah. take it take it to the next logical step. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe two potential logical steps. Mm-hmm. If he's a conflicted individual um, because he's the clone of two people right. and, and um, he could become the bad, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want to see that. Or maybe it could be interesting. I don't know. He could become the bad and then the team has to take him on. Uh, that could be an interesting take. But does it also now introduce, because of how much they focused on it, are we going to get Lex? That's the thing because you you introduced Mercy. I think who's a big it's his proponent to Lex. Yeah. And but the smart thing was it's too much to bring in it Lex. Is. It, but it if would you be use too much, them, but if you use Mercy, yeah, as yep. his because like I thought it was cool how Mercy would be talking about Mr. Luthor was is not happy about this, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's just like when they introduced Batman. Batman's not really there; it's just his name. 
It's that symbol that's there. I don't think we need Lex Luthor. I yeah. think as long as his I don't presence, at all think we do. Yeah, as long as his presence is known. Is known. And we're using Cadmus as kind of the the thing that pulls everything together. I think that's enough to tie all the strands that we've been talking about all season. Tie all those narrative strands together to create this grand myth arc that also brings Deathstroke. Uh, that also brings Rose. That brings possibly Starfire. I, I, I got to think Starfire is going to know something about Kryptonians. It only makes sense, right? Yeah. So they're going to be. She would have to. She'd have to know. She would have to. So when you think about it, because look at the way she looked at him as well at yeah. the end of the episode. Superboy could be the very thing that brings all the stuff that we've been talking about, those potential issues, those compl- some of the complaints we had. Mm-hmm. It could be the very thing that brings all of it together. It very well could be. And if that's the case, then I think this episode is it, it, retrospectively, we're going to not only just enjoy it for a standalone, but we're going to say this episode was the most relevant piece of story we've had because it brought everything together. This is the heart of the season. Yeah, it, it, could, it could be. And, and you know, thinking of it from a comic reader perspective, I, I can visualize um what a cover would look like. I can visualize reading yeah. an entire book where the opening page draws me into something I was completely not expecting right. because I picked up a Titans book yeah. and I read the whole thing and I get to the last, you know, page and a half of panels to get, to get the ending. And it feels like it could fit into a book. You it know? does. It does. This, especially with this episode, this episode felt very, comic bookish it and, did and i mean in a in, in a comic book structure yeah structure yeah not only that this this episode is the very the way this episode made me feel is the very reason why i started reading comic books and the reason why i like comic books yeah. it just it was fucking good it was really good i mean like uh, i'm with you guys i got the same vibes not just because i'm a huge Connor Kent fan. I love the character of Superboy, especially when it came to Teen Titans. But like, especially with Young Justice. Teen Titans go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have our moments. <laughs> but like, the getting this vibe of after watching the episode, I just left it smiling. Like, and, and yeah. when I know a good episode when it gives me that really positive vibes that basically say, okay, I, I feel good about this show again. Can we hope that at some point he dons a nice brown leather jacket and some shades? <laughs> like the 80, like like his reign of Superman yeah, costume? I mean, I, I would dig it. I honestly so would I. dig it. I, I honestly would rather him just don the black shirt. I, the, I was so happy well, under under it. Yeah, I was so happy when he when he gets the black and red shirt. I'm like, like yeah. yeah, that he, you need to wear that. It, just wear that. It, <laughs> and he has he, the 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 actor brought such a charm to the character. Um, to me, it felt like um, Tom Welling, the charm that he brought yeah, on Smallville. And the amazing thing is, like that scene with him and the girl that got mugged. Yeah, that that shows that. This guy can play Superman mm-hmm. because he wasn't threatening. Yeah. I mean, he basically just asked her to give her her purse. And what does she do? She gives the purse. Right. Because he's still learning uh, about being an entity. And, and it, but there was a boyishness to it. You got the vibe like it's like a, a Christopher Reeves. 
It's like when you get that that type of innocent. So what do you think they're going to do with him then, uh, Steve, like with Connor moving forward? Uh, man, I, like I said, you could go, you could go bad guy with him. Um, I, I think maybe on the nerfing front, you know, having him get get shot with kryptonite bullets, mm-hmm. that could be a pathway to nerfing him and ensuring that we never see someone zipping around through the air. Because <laughs> um, otherwise, if we don't nerf him or we don't allow him enough time to really learn his powers over time then what can you possibly throw at the team? Deathstroke, he could just flick with his finger and Deathstroke's gone. And that's but, why but, well, I no. feel if you look at if you look at how they set him up with the scientist and she said essentially she gave him the Peter Parker speech. You mm-hmm. know, there's responsibility. Yes. You have inside of you, you have something that could be very bad. But you also have something that's very good. You need to find the medium. That's essentially what she was saying. Be be who you are. You're not them. You need to find out who you are. Mm-hmm. But because he saw what he could do, it did frighten him. It did frighten him. And I think because of that, you essentially can have now moving forward, you can have a more grounded Superboy. Someone that's not all, you know, nonchalant about his powers. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly we can have this character fit in into this show which i think i think we can all agree that is a very grounded show for the most part yeah and if they do that then we can have a very interesting story especially with with everything they set up the only danger steve and tell me if you agree or disagree here the only danger with a character like this in my opinion is he's really interesting because he's complicated and when you have a character this interesting, it's going to start being a little distracting. Yeah, could it steal away from our core group, our yes. core, core story that we've been telling? I mean, we talked about it on the last episode with uh, Rachel is still very much an interesting character in mm-hmm. and of herself. Uh, we still have Dick's journey that we've got to, we've got to get through. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of these really compelling character studies that, that we could still go down and now we have another one. Um, but, you know, if, if he does have his moments of tending to go astray and go down a dark path, the one thing I would say to that is uh, I would would hope that maybe Starfire is somewhat an equal to keep him at bay. Right. I could yeah. I think an interesting fight would be between Starfire and, and Superboy. Um, that could be cool to see on film. Yeah. Uh, or on screen, I guess, in this case. Um yeah, I can see that. But I, see that. I, I am worried that we will get pulled away from some of our core elements uh, too too quickly. Yeah, because that's the only thing I was thinking about when I was watching this. I'm like, this is really good. And then when it ended, I'm like, fuck, I want to know more about him and, then, <laughs> and everybody else. And even though I love the rest of the team, I can, as a writer, understanding how TV is written, those are the characters you try to stay away from. The ones who are way too charismatic because then suddenly not only is the audience going to want to 
always find out more about them. But even the writers, writers tend to start writing for the people they like as well. Yeah. Because they're like, wow, this guy's really interesting. Let's always write for him. Well, well then start writing for Jason Todd because <laughs> he is charismatic as hell. Uh, yeah. So oh, yeah. between the two of them, it might be a, a battle between charisma. That's true. Dude, we were just talking about this last week, how all these characters are so fucking cool. Even Hank finally came through for us last week. Mm-hmm. We're like, man, even Hank was good. We finally, I mean, I said I finally actually liked him a lot, quite a bit. And now we have yet another character. And I mean, dude, that's a testament to the writers on this show. Do you you foresee a moment um, down the road where we might see Hank and Connor butt heads over something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because it, it, it's going to happen because it's the two muscles of the team. It, that's where I'm going with this, it, right? They're and, the two brute forces. And Hank's really protective. Like we saw last week, he's really protective of the team, um, taking on that big brother role, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, arguably way more than even Dick in a lot of ways. And now you have this new guy. Um, <laughs> it, it could get he's really interesting. Superman. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And that could get a little... That could be a really interesting point for the team because essentially they have a list power man right in their their team now. I'm, right, you, you brought up a valid point and fear that basically it'll take away from Deathstroke. My thought process on that is like Deathstroke at this point has been uh, pictured and basically molded as he's a, a class above them. So mm-hmm. in all honesty, I think Destro could still take out Connor. Okay, quick question, because I don't remember. I'm going right to you comic book Uber nerds. <laughs> Deathstroke is amped up, right? On drugs. Yeah. That's how he's super powered, right? In the books. In yeah. the books, okay. yes. And his daughter obviously is amped up on something be or jacked up on something, because there's no way she can take on Hank the way she did. I mean, she's like a five two. Well, well she's clearly dude, genetically she's, something. Right. She's so, genetically something because of that healing factor. Yeah, exactly. So again, looking at the introduction, the introduction of Cadmus, could this all go right back to Cadmus, and then suddenly we find Deathstroke on our side at, by the end of the season? You could, you could, especially, especially in terms of Cadmus. They're a big, big, nasty group. They're always the evil. They're yeah. always the evil. And they've always been used as that background secret organization that can ruin your day. Right. And if they do that, then we don't really need to worry about the whole Deathstroke versus Connor issue because they, might, they might find, right, they may find themselves on the same side. I, I, I like where you're going with this. Um, it only it makes sense, right, Steve? It, it does. It would really, if they continue with this Cadmus angle, it would fix many of the issues we had. And I don't want to say many because we love the show, but yeah. I mean, it would fix the issues we have had this season. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and dig into Cadmus a little bit further. Hey, DC comic fans, want to learn more about Batwoman? Check out Batwoman Volume 1, The Many Arms of Death. Fresh from her adventures in Detective Comics, Catherine Kane returns with her own DC Rebirth title and an intriguing new mystery to solve in Batwoman Volume 1, The Many Arms of Death. Check out the podcast description of this episode for details. Acorns. Acorns Core automatically invests your spare change and lets you invest as little as $5 anytime 
or on a recurring basis into a portfolio of ETFs. Your investments are then diversified across more than 7,000 stocks and bonds and automatically rebalanced when the market fluctuates. Save for the future and invest with Acorns. Once the show is on demand, click the Acorn link within the description of this broadcast and start saving. The Rain Man Show. Slow motion, please. Let's see. What, we, what is she actually doing with that chalk there? What yeah. chalk? Mr. Kelly, we are examining this important video footage. But why chalk? Of all, <laughs> first off, you can tell how old Tony is. Because <laughs> they, oh they, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Use chalk even when I was in school. Oh fuck! This is why this is why the education system is messed up. We are no longer using chalk. <laughs> and also, in your world that hasn't moved on since fucking Leave It to Be. Things are back, All right, um, Cadmus. The the opening um, I, again kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> But the way they introduced Cadmus to get the audience up to speed within, what, 15, 20 seconds, they ran a TV spot. Oh, so good. It was was so so good. It felt like you were watching, you know, I I work for a Fortune 100 company that runs commercials like this. And so I see this kind of marketing nonsense all the time. Um, And so to see that, you know, it, it felt kind of at home in a weird weird way um but immediately if you don't know what cadmus is and you've never heard it and you were just caught off guard as the rest of us were with this episode coming hot off of the last episode uh, of deathstroke it got us up to speed really quickly especially for newcomers and going back to what you were saying mike about maybe they're the big bad it got me thinking just a minute ago Mm -hmm. um that could also give us the backstory to Deathstroke and or Rose and how they became powered as they were. Yeah. Because here's a lab creating 13 Connors, right, over time. Connor was uh, the 13th one, but they also said he'd only been alive for 13 days. 13 so, days. so did 12 live 12 days and 11, 11 days and so on and so forth. That was an interesting thought uh, or seed I think they planted but what other funky experiments have they been doing on other people? Um, and how did, you know, do we find that Deathstroke maybe worked for Cadmus at one point in time and he took a serum and became um, powerful? They could really change up that backstory compared to what we know it. Oh, especially since yeah. you really push the fact that Cadmus is a genetic genetic engineering group. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only not only Rose and... You could say Destro could probably be touched by them, but you have Connor, you have Crypto. It may it makes sense what, that that could explain a couple of the metahumans that are out there that are more powerful than you would expect, like like a character like Deathstroke. Right, and if they're all funded by a big bad Lex in the background, and he's just trying to make anything he can to take down his arch nemesis. Look at all the spawns that come <laughs> yeah. out of this experimentation. I mean, certainly, and, and, and I don't know uh, much about crypto because I, too, think crypto is a ridiculous character. <laughs> Except in this show. Except, Except, in, this Except show. in this show. I told you guys at the beginning of this, crypto was going to be awesome. I, 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 I stand corrected, <laughs> sir. So you liked it, Steve? I did. Yeah. His his ass jumping up and gr- 
grabbing the rocket. Even <laughs> Nicole was boy. like, she's like, the dog grabbed the RPG. Yep. And tossed that shit out the window. Wait, she, she called it an RPG? It was. It was an RPG. I'm just saying, she knew what it was called. Nicole knows her shit, man. Damn, dude. She just became hotter. Yeah, man. She's she a knows, keeper. She knows her, her weapons. She's a keeper. Um, Yeah, dude. Like, it, it got me thinking, though, this isn't a dog from Krypton, no, right? This no. is a genetically engineered animal. Yes, that's okay. why I'm happy with is they because be, the the original idea is fucking is, whack. Is, is freaking <laughs> silly, but that's Golden Age comics for you, I, dude. I and I I think I've said this on this show, like possibly. I don't know if you and I have talked about it, David, off air. I, I don't remember, but I, I always am very violent about crypto. Yes, you are. I <laughs> I am a big Superman fan. Love Superman. Yeah. The the different ages of Superman, the different decades. I love it. Give it to me. Even though there's some struggle buses here and there with these stories, for the most part, uh, I hate crypto. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous that you have you have this. Uh, Awesome fight scene, even with the recent run. Who's writing the recent run of Superman on DC right now? I believe it's... Uh, Michael Bend- uh, Bendis? Bendis. Bra- Brian Michael Brian Bendis. Brian Michael Bendis. Bendis. He's doing a good job. He's making the stories interesting. But you have this epic storyline going with the with the new villain they introduced. Uh, that the, the new... They Is it re- uh, Connell or... No, the, no that's Connor. The, the new guy uh, that... Um, that they retrospectively went back and said he's the destroyer of Krypton. Yeah, uh, Ra- uh, it starts with an R. Yeah, something Ralgar L or something like that. Anyways, you had this epic battle going on. I'm like, this is fucking legit. I want to see this into a be made into a movie. And then we see crypto. And then we crypto. see crypto. We see crypto flying with a cape. Well, as I told you, I'm like, like, God damn it. It could be worse. You could see all of the super animals. No. You know, the horse. I don't want any of them. Supergirl's horse. Then you could have the super cat. (laughs) You could have the super chip show up. But they played on this new, I don't want to say new, but this thing that a lot of us have. Most of the world, I would say, we are animal lovers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they played on that. And Mm -hmm. that was smart. It's no different than that scene in Independence Day when when you're all rooting for that dog to hurry up and get safe before the explosion gets you and he jumps into that little doorway and, he, and, and we're all happy and we're clapping that he made it even though 5,000 people just died but hey that dog survived and that's Amen. yes thank you and that's what they played on they use that type of thing like the the site the clap a true sidekick a dog yeah. man's best friend <laughs> I loved it. I, when he, D- Steve, you're right. When he grabbed that, I called it a rocket. When he grabbed that rocket, Nicole knows more than I do. <laughs> when he grabbed that rocket and just tossed it back, I'm like, fuck, that's cool. And, and, then, and, and when he uses the his, his heat own vision. Heat, rate, heat vision and melts the gun, and I'm like, that's a good boy. Yeah, I hate myself <laughs> that I was, I, I almost clapped. I was like, Jesus, I'm a fucking nerd. And, yeah. I, and that's why I was like thinking when I was watching this, I'm like going, I bet you Mike is probably happy with this right now because who wouldn't? I, I, I was mean, happy with the episode. I, they, was, I, I, I was disgusted with how happy I was, though. <laughs> well, the, the thing was, like, they took a character that everyone, uh, understandably, there's a lot of fans out there that don't like crypto because it's, it's too ridiculous. Yeah. It, yeah. But the thing I always tell people is you got to remember, they redid his 
origin in the 90s when they made him a genetic experiment and it made sense it, yeah. it makes sense i i i enjoyed when they showed up to lex's father's house which they kind of give you a little bit of misdirection with all these memories right. and, yeah. and and you know you start realizing halfway through that scene that not only is he having uh memories of of smallville and the kent farm he's also having and these memories of lex and you're like wait what's going right he's and, still lex and, and clark yeah and you, and you start to piece that together like oh he's not just uh one he's both but the, the crypto's response um to going into the house it was like crypto knew what was up and he was doing that man's best friend thing you know yeah. he was warning him and which i thought was really interesting um but this isn't how science works. When you clone something, <laughs> it does not inherit the memories of the thing that was cloned. See, okay, but here's the but thing. Isn't, he, there, isn't there friend? Again, I'm not a scientist, so please forgive me yes, out no, there. No, we need Tony. Where's Tony? Uh, where's, <laughs> isn't there a belief in friend science that you can clone memory yes uh, what's it called Gen- genetic memory genetic, i think it's called right genetic memories and it's, it's the not argument, proven it's the argument of nurture versus nature and the, the part about nature is no matter what your genetic code this is what's implanted in you and so okay i, I know it, that but i mean isn't there an actual thing called genetic memory where yeah. if you clone someone there's a possibility that you're giving this new life all of your memories as well it's no. part of it's part of fringe <laughs> science is that, where is that impossible see from real science it, it, it is because all your i i don't want i don't want to speak unequivocally that i am the end end all be all uh no, go ahead. scientist but if you're just cloning genetic makeup of of your chromosomes, your memories are your experiences. Right. And that 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 resides strictly in the hard drive of your brain. It is not down at the cellular level. Now to Tony's point, however, <laughs> Tony or sorry, sorry <laughs> I just want, I turned into scientist I, Tony. I want scientist Tony here. He could he could end this now. Um, you know, if you like Dolly, you know, when they first um clone Dolly yeah. the sheep, right? The the baby sheep or the 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 cloned sheep is not going to have the same memories as Dolly. It will have the same genetic fuck-ups as Dolly. Yeah. So if it had cancer or what have you, it's going unless they tease it'll those out. Those, it'll have those genetic... It, uh, right, makeups. unless you alter the, the genetic make, uh, markup mm-hmm. to get rid of those genetic traits. But it's not going to take the memories with it. That animal would now have to live the exact same life that dolly lived right. well the, 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 the funny part is is like there is a friend science about it though about like how everything can be broken down into what's called the god particle the god particle <laughs> is basically you know it's part of that thing that every all those scientists chase that are trying to figure out this is what controls your destiny well uh, and here's the underlying problem though since there's this ethical uh kind of kibosh on any kind of cloning of human cells past a point, yeah, we can never test this we can't yeah. test because this. they won't let scientists test it. And um, there was a guy in China recently that started um, cloning. He was cloning full-on embryos. Yeah, and he it, was he was actually being brought in for charges. Of oh yeah, they were, there was a lot of people in the science community. Humanity. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people in the science community were very unhappy about that. Um, 
but anyways, what I what I dug about that aspect is when they went through um, the the San Francisco edition of Cadmus, and so that was obvious what was going to happen next, right? You don't yes. drive all the way across the country from Metropolis to to San Francisco and not just set it up for a Teen Titans intro or or whatever. Um, but that they went through the old original rundown lab, which couldn't have been too far down because if he lived 13 days and again we go back to that logic of 12 days 11 days this place was in a real sad shit show shape in a very short period of time so people are not keeping care of their stuff but we see all these uh these half grown embryos and mutant like creatures versions of connor and it reminded me of alien resurrection yeah or, same here i actually got the same idea body horror. i was gonna bring yeah, that exactly horror from one of my favorite alien movies, which yeah. was Alien Resurrection. A lot of people hate on that, but oh, hold on I a like second. it. You guys both like that movie? I yeah, like I it because it. of it gets inside the mentality and thought of the alien more than you'd ever seen of any of the other films. Yeah, it's like it it went to areas and tried to go to areas that we that hadn't were, seen. We hadn't seen that would be creepy. And, and it, you almost got a raptor vibe from them in terms of how they were behaving, <laughs> yeah. and I dig that. But no, um, so with this show, yeah, it did. I I, I liked it. It was definitely had that um, that body horror feeling to it. <laughs> Are you a big for, fan for, of body horror? No. Well, it's one of the most. Cre- it's uh, from a scare technique in movies yes i, I do I, I like it I, I love it because it's one of the few things that actually does terrify me the idea of like oh it's yeah, so much better than just a and, jump scare yeah well, well and there's the one too the first one you see which was like <laughs> this blob fetus thing pus ball like <laughs> yeah it was terrible looking and to, for him to see that and the reaction that he had i almost wanted to see his eyes just charge up and torch the motherfucker like the whole room i was expecting that i was expecting that especially when he wanted yeah. he the reaction that he had against a person that he was about to call mom and he remember, flipped on a dime and it flipped on a dime because earlier he was asking her can i call you mom which was weird. Which was weird. He's in a but, fucker. But it, but it was also understandable because this is a character that's still trying to understand himself. And, yeah. And he's still a child. And the movement in his pants when he sees her. <laughs> Mom, what's this? What's, what's this, this super, super boner? boner? <laughs> but like super boner. The, the, the fact that it's half Lex and half Superman. <laughs> right down the middle. It's, it's, like, the, two, it's like the two-faced dong. dong. He won't grow pubes on, on the left side of his balls. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> oh, God. But like the the fact that how fast it turned. Yeah, it was it was a, yeah. it was one of the really cool dramatic moments because like Connor looked devastated and i hope like, we see more of that over time we have uh, with, to because it, it, if that's it, why it, he's interesting exactly yeah. and if the and if that actor can keep pulling it off and make it deeper and stronger each time um then kudos to him kudos to him um yeah I, i'm curious to see where this goes i wish we would have got more than just you know five percent or three percent of of our core team um actually you you guys are right it's probably more like two percent like we we it did not get much was. of our team it was um two percent i i immediately looked on the app they don't i for the trailer for the next one um which i haven't done with this show at all really up up to where we're at now i try to 
whereas the other shows that we cover, I tend to try to watch the trailers. This time around, I'm kind of trying to go in as a virgin each time and be really surprised. I didn't do that at all with, with Swamp Thing, full full disclosure. <laughs> Swamp Thing, I was just jerking off at every every time. <laughs> every time. Like, give, give me more Swamp Thing. Um, but, you know, let, let's get into some final thoughts here. Um, Mike, go ahead. Okay, I loved it. <laughs> I, I only time can will tell I should say only time will tell whether or not this is an exceptional Titans episode because it feels very much like a backdoor pilot to something different but if they keep Connor in this show and they move forward with the Cadmus story Cadmus storyline then this will be remembered as an exceptional Titans episode mm. I loved it. I honestly feel like it's my favorite episode of the season so far. I'm a Superman fan and I'm trying to, (laughs) and I'm trying to, I'm trying to play the part of critic and fan here. And honestly, they both sync up because as a Superman fan, it was a great episode as a piece of television. It was written very well. It was directed very well acted very well. There's really not much to complain about other than the fact that if this doesn't connect in a big way, then we're going to say it kind of sucked. But as of right now and the potential, the potential that this episode presents for the rest of the season, uh, then it's, it's great. What what do you think about the fact since we know that Krypton was recently canceled over on uh, Sci-Fi or whatever the hell they're calling it yeah. these days? Um, do you think that affords them a big opportunity here uh, yes. if they weren't planning a backdoor pilot to Springboard? Do you think it's a big opportunity for them to say, you know what, fuck it, let's make a Superboy show? I think they could. I, I really think they could. In fact, it would be awesome if they just do both. If they keep, what if they? We don't see this a lot, but back in the eighties and nineties you'd see these spinoffs where they keep the main character in the, mm. the mothership show. And then they also have a spinoff show as well. So they can keep them in both. Even if it's not a, a full run of the, let's say on Titans, they can keep them three or four, five times. And then he has his own show as well. I think it would work. Did, did you, did you watch the eighties Superboy show? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I'm sure it doesn't hold up, but I'll be goddamn if I didn't watch it every weekend when it was on as a kid. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. Speaking of holding up, also the visual effects was fucking great. Yeah. And that's something I was really keeping a close eye on because whenever you're dealing with super type (laughs) characters like this, I mean, I'm not a fan of the Supergirl visual effects. The first season of Supergirl, I felt like it was fine because it was on CBS and they had a giant fucking budget. But when it moved to the CW, you were kind of limited with your budget, and you could see that the effects paid the cost. It gets scary so fast on Supergirl. There, it, of all the episodes, there's been far more, and and I do mean far more, uh, bad CGI, CGI than good, yeah. unfortunately. But you know, yeah, and and that's what I was looking for with this episode, knowing that this was going to be a Superboy centric episode. I kept my eyes on it the entire time and i have to say i mean that scene where he throws the soldier the cadmus uh soldier through the wall it was beautiful in slow motion i'm like holy fuck this is cinematic as hell i was waiting i was waiting to hate 
during that scene, I'm like, all right, something's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. And it's going to fucking suck. And all of it was rendered out beautifully. The grading was good, which is something you have to pay attention to. And if people don't know what that means, when you do CGI, one way to make sure it blends in well with your scene is you grade it appropriately. And that's something that the CW doesn't do a lot. It's almost like they throw the visual effects on and they don't bother to put Mm -hmm. a – think of it as Photoshop. You know how you put a filter over your final piece? That's what color grading is. And sometimes the CW – looks like they don't even do that it's like they do their color grading and then they throw the visual effects on yeah. top yeah the visual effects can sometimes be really high in contrast and really sharp and clean and then the plate in but which it's put, put on, on is, is like grainy and dirty and washed out and and i agree with you mike and and the way they sh- they shot that thing it reminded me of one of the shots from season one um i, I had mentioned uh last season where you see over the top of um the doorway it was a really cool shot going from or maybe it was in swamp thing either way going across rooms like that where you yeah where you see it go from room to room as if you're passing through the wall yeah and and if you again going back to comics that could be a double or triple page spread like open up you know and to, to visually think about that if i was reading a book and then all of a sudden i turn to a page and it's a double page spread or it folds out into yet another page you know holy shit they pulled it off yeah it it was so good um david what about you this episode is probably the toughest episode i've ever had to separate my fanboyism (laughs) in all of the dc universe series that i've watched up to this even swamp thing even swamp thing Mm. because they hit every single great note what makes the character of connor special to us as Titan, as not just as Titan fans, but young justice fans. Mm -hmm. And so it was really tough for me because I had to watch this at least a couple times because I had to, I wanted, I didn't want to come here and be a total fanboy and say, this is a hundred percent because Connor's awesome. I, I had to separate myself and say, what does it do for the series right now? And honestly, even though everything hit, perfect beats because you did not have any of the other Titans. It's hard to actually grade this one as great for the series. You know what I mean? Because like, exactly it doesn't until we get to the very end. Now we're not going to know if Cadmus plays a role, if the whole introduction of Connor means something more to the team than just Superboy showing up. Mm-hmm. Like, for in my in my opinion, they they just Connor can be used so well in this series right now in regards to the growth of Dick Grayson right now, because while him and Jason are a perfect foil for each other, Dick having to train someone who is just as powerful as Superman and try to show him how to be a hero the right way, that is like a doorway into making, getting him to the point where he becomes Nightwing. It is, and it's an interesting thing to consider knowing that, you know, Rachel or even Gar, who are much younger, I mean, Jason, they wanted him to sand out those rough edges on Jason. You know, Mm -hmm. Bruce wanted that. I think everybody wanted that. Um, But with Rachel and Gar, they're, they're of that same age, 
and they're more receptive and open to the leadership. Even Rachel said it in, in last week's episode of, um, you know, Dick's trying to protect us. He's trying to not get us involved. Involved. So they're looking at him as like the big, the big, big brother. Um, but in this instance, even though Connor is of the same age as the older Titans, he is of a maturity level or intellect of someone even younger than Gar or or Rachel. Rachel. And so you have to wonder, on one hand, he kind of has more of a blank slate, mm-hmm. but there, but is that manipulative? Uh, not that Dick would have that, but you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like You're kind of cultivating somebody. It's fresh clay. It's fresh clay at that point. And like you, it's almost like, that's why I said this, this, if they do the whole route and show the progression of Connor's growth tying to Dick becoming Nightwing, mm-hmm. then you can grade this episode as great for the series because you just introduced a key component to one of the biggest myth arcs of the season, which is the growth of Dick Grayson. Now, with that aside, after watching this multiple times, this episode to me was the funnest episode to watch. The visual effects were so well done. It like it it's cinema it's cinema quality. I like, agree with that. When they sh- when the one scene that basically just made me remember like a scene from Superman uh, Returns when they shoot him with the minigun and you see the bullets in slow motion time and they're bouncing off of Superman. Like they're nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do the really close shot of the bullet just like off his eye. Off his eye. Yeah. When Connor does the whole turns, watches the bullets go whizzing by him towards uh, Lionel Luthor and saves him. Yeah. That was like that quality to me because when I saw that, I was like going that they're hitting all the really great beats that make Superman great mm-hmm. and visually. Mm-hmm. Visually great. Mm-hmm. Now, character-wise, that's another question because Connor is not – make no mistake, he is not Clark. He's mm-hmm. not Superman. He's Connor Kent. Totally different character that basically is going to take a different path than uh, Clark. As as you guys said throughout the episode, what makes him so great is how complex he is compared to Clark. Yeah, and and I'm glad that they they took that more modern revisionist history version of of the character. I don't think it would have been as interesting. It would have been um, as interesting if they if they took the reign of Superman. The reign of one. Superman. Now, so what's your percentage then? Yeah, I forgot to give Mike. Yeah, too. I was going to say, Mike, what's your percentage? Let's let's do oh, Mike's first. Um, what did I give last week's? <laughs> you gave it an eighty an eighty five. Okay, or no, you gave it an eighty because because. Uh, David gave it a 90 and I gave it a 92. Oh, that's yeah. right. Um, I'm going to give this episode an 88. 89. Ooh. Yeah. With everything that I've said, I'm giving it an 85. Okay. Because yeah. until that's the thing that sucks. Retrospectively, when I, if I see what happens in the end, we might have to come back. I might have to come back and say, <laughs> it's not an 85. It's a 99. Mm. A 99. <laughs> Jesus. <Christ>. Wow. <laughs> but, but see, that's my fanboy uh, well, coming see, out. Exactly. Cause that's my uh, fanboy my, if out. I was grading this based on my love for <laughs> Superman, Superman and how awesome this made me feel, I would probably give it a 99 as well. <laughs> yeah. My love for this character would give it a 99 because especially, I am one of the uh, minority who loves. You're a minority. We already know that. Oh, yeah. You're Filipino. <laughs> I'm one of the few that actually loves crypto. 
And I love how they portray crypto in this. There's well, see, probably was, like four people on the planet, and you're one of them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Steve, I'm uh, curious to find out your final thoughts and your percentage. Okay, okay so my, my only real final thoughts um, is if I want this to become its own show, I think it would be interesting because of how they've done um, Doom Patrol. I, I, like you guys, I'm a Superman fan. Um, Are you really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I am. Batman's my number one. Spider-Man's my number two. And Superman's my number three. Those I are, did not know that. I thought are, you were one of the Superman haters because everyone's not. a Superman hater on this network. I'm not. That's why I was excited about Supergirl. Uh, everyone everyone thinks that I'm a Superman hater. No, I, I, <laughs> I grew up on all of, you know, it, it was Batman, Spider-Man, Superman, and Hulk. Those were the four that I grew up on. And I thank my father for that. So... I want to see them do a spinoff because I'm curious, can we pull in, in a meaningful and respectful way, the other three Supermen from Reign of Supermen and tell an interesting and compelling story without having to, to go into the death of Superman as a backstory, but launch it as, launch it as its own thing on its own show and do something interesting with that. I would, I would watch that. Um, personally, I have to agree that, I mean, if they were able to do that, I mean, it'd be really interesting to start a series, just start it. You, what you can even do is start it after the death of Superman. Like you just basically, you start the headlines. Superman has died. That would be a brilliant, beautiful opener. Start the first episode as a flashback and then bring Connor in. Connor comes in. It could be really interesting. Um, But yeah, guys, like I I have a I have a fossil reign of Superman watch that I've had. (laughs) It was my eighth grade graduation present and I begged my mom for it and I have it to this day. It needs a new battery, but I have it. Um, But, you know, I I, I would like to see that spinoff if if it happens. you know, like I said earlier, the pacing of this as a standalone episode and the story as a standalone episode or as a one shot, you know, I, again, as a fanboy or even as a, a fan of, of film and cinema, I would give it a, at least a, maybe a 90 or 91. Um, in the context of this show specifically, um, I can't do that because the title says Titans. That's the tough. One. And I didn't get Titans, mm-hmm. and um, I also didn't get Jason Todd's death. And had I known about that poll, I would have voted like a motherfucker on that thing <laughs> um, to get my Red Hood. So I actually have to give this one an, an eighty, um, not because I disliked it, but I felt like it pulled me back from such a powerful last episode. I'm hopeful that two, three episodes down the road. That I can come back to this and have a higher grade for it. it. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, Anyways, guys, that's going to be it for today's show of DC on RMD Titans Edition. Remember, you can always catch any past and future DC on RMD episodes through DCOnRMD.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DC on RMD. Facebook at Facebook.com slash DC on RMD or Instagram at DC on RMD. Check you guys later. Mother of God! Would you look at the time when you came here? You had an hour!